another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Joey, and I'm joined here by the esteemed panel of, of experts, Ross. Hi, Joey. And Tom. Hi, Joe. And Mike. Hey, Joey. The uh, topic that I wanted to talk about today is actually a little bit of recycling, a, a topic that Tom has talked about in, in other settings, which is just this um, the idea of just kind of always having things available in your classroom that kids can use their bodies with. You know, so the, uh, Tom's called them simple setups before. My recent experience is maybe not so much with things that might be considered like apparatus, although there's a few kind of pieces, but just um, bringing some new materials into the classroom that hadn't been there before and how the kids had used them. Um, and I'll preface this by saying at my school where we go outside every day and we hike and we climb, and slide and all this stuff down muddy hills, not just slides. Obviously, kids are using their bodies a lot. It's already something that is happening a lot. And it's often in my classes something we're doing first. So we've already had about an hour, you know. Mm. So one might think, oh, the bodies are the bodies are tired. The bodies can stop. Yeah, now they'll just kind of sit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I... But, you know, you would think, oh, we've had a good... We're sated, right? But that said, there's big blocks that kids can always use. And there's steps that they can jump off of and all this stuff. So and you have lofts. And we have lofts, exactly. And sensory and tables. There's tons and tons. It's, we're not... It's not a... It's not a deprived classroom for, for kids to use their bodies in. All the same, we recently got a bunch of materials primarily to help kids who needed uh, a little supported group time. So what are commonly known as fidgets, bought some things off of Amazon, um, brought them out to help some of these, help some children be able to focus better at group time, I guess is the easiest way to say it. And then had this like small, like, well, duh, why, why am I in charge of when somebody else feels the need to fidget or use something to fidget they should have access to these things all the time because i'm not in charge of when they feel fidgety they could feel fidgety at any time um and so we just kind of put these things out all the time fair game just this kind of box of stuff Mm -hmm. and uh you know you guys know nobody in this room will be surprised but it's you know you can kind of constantly keep relearning your own lessons that kids like to choose when they are feeling fidgety and they use these things all throughout the day, sometimes for their intended purpose, which might be keeping your hands busy, if you will. Um, and then sometimes for other kind of open-ended creative play. And so that's just sort of been, I, I need a, I need a question to pose to the group, but that's just sort of been my, my recent experience of like, duh. And I, th- and it's made me think of all the times that intentionally or unintentionally, I think we do decide for children when their bodies need certain things you have you have a certain window of time where you get to express that other than that right yeah so what materials do you have like what are your what's in my what's in my new little goodie box yeah Um, yeah so my personal favorite and i don't know its name and i should have found it um these like stretchy i'll call them noodles um and they are like a half inch diameter um translucent looks like a giant udon noodle that you can stretch mm-hmm. and swing around and do all kinds of things with and that's been by far the most popular because i think it's a unique quality like right. you do get some tension when you pull on it yep. and you can wrap it around your wrist 10 times and you can you know swing it around in the air and that kind of stuff so that's been one of the most popular items and then just other things that we just already had around school like koosh balls and other things that you right. can kind of squeeze in your hands and these awesome like whatever oh, those slap bracelets yeah, yeah. just like we had back those. yep and just you know little heavy bean bags and yoga mats and you know little instruction cards i mean just kind of just took a lot of different things that we had and put right. them in this one spot mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like you can use them whenever you want to we've had them but they haven't necessarily been out all the time right. for kids to choose right when they want to use them just, you know what I mean? yeah, again yeah, that's what i mean about I this sort of like when you're in charge at of... our book time we 
I take out fidgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do kind of do what you're saying. Of take Which it isn't out like bad. Of... It's just been an experiment yeah. On, yeah. On, on my colleague's part and my part to be like, well, why does it matter when you use them? Just before we came into the studio, I was looking at Groupon. The thing that was on sale was adult fidgets. Oh. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, these things that so you just... Spinners and yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. Stuff, my yeah. 13-year-old, you know, needs fidgets, right? But now they're 13 and don't want the couche balls, yeah. stress balls, the things that are obviously fidgets. But in the, like, autism shops, they sell these things like they're, like, necklaces uh-huh. that actually... Are made to like you know they're oh, right. they're basically yeah. fidget but they look they're they look more like, like real jewelry yeah yeah they look mm-hmm. like jewelry mm-hmm. but then you can kind of like mm-hmm. stretch them and there's mm-hmm. there's spinners things I mean, you can connect to your backpack yeah. or something but they don't look childish you know right. they look like something a teenager right. yeah. would have too and but... kids have always found other materials to use it's not oh, yeah. as though they couldn't have expressed this feeling with their body with other mm-hmm. other materials in the classroom but it's been a sort of interesting um, thing yes Ross I wonder if if you kind of saw this change be making them available all the time versus just at group time, did the kind of ownership or possession, did that ever come up? Where, cause I know I've had uh-huh. similar situations yes. where to like, no, that's, I get the red color yep. window yep. and that's mine. You know, I get the black stuffed dog cause that's yep. my favorite and there'd be the fight over it. And now is it's, there... it's a little bit of both because okay. a few things, a few things they do feel very attached to. And so you'll see them plan like it's everybody's during playtime, but then as group, gets approaching even and we've never said to them these are for group time in yeah. this one class i mean there's a few kids that obviously say yeah. i'd like you to try this but for the, in general yeah. we've never said these are for group time but they inevitably go and grab something before group so somehow they yeah. know i don't i mean yeah. maybe they've seen it in other places somehow they know so there's a little bit of possession around who's going to hold what at group time but during playtime it's more of a these are you know just like any other thing you'd have in the classroom and some of them there aren't that many of and so they might have a little bit of you know, wanting, you know, certain yep. things that they got to take turns with, like you would with any material you don't have mm-hmm. 18 of at any one given time. But yeah, I think there's a little bit more of a group group ownership. And again, I just sort of like that, that there's not just one way to yeah. to to use something. Um, right. These little stretching noodles in particular. Again, this is just kids liking open-ended things, so it's not necessarily unique to this. But like I've seen it work. One girl was stretching them out with her arms, you know, up and down and she was uh, she was hunting. They were it was her bow oh, and arrow. So mm-hmm. they were you know she was pulling the tension she in the bow. The tension, mm-hmm. yeah. And then that afternoon in a different class, one guy they were repairing the dock because the electric eels were in the water. They had to build a dock, and then the dock needed to be repaired. And um, he took one and he stretched it between the crack in the large blocks. And he said, "This is glue," mm. you know, because it looked oh, like yeah. a piece of caulk. The caulk, yeah. Um, so, you know, so it's just mm. it's just like how they use any open ended thing. But you're just sort right. of like. So you're talking about using the fidgets not at circle time, but. All the time. All the time. All the time. And, and basically, what partly they're new material, but when they when we come in, there's a good, strong group of kids that just kind of runs to the box and grabs the stuff and then uses it in their day. So do you expect at some point in time they'll lose interest in it and you'll have to switch it out? or? Um, I think it's the kind of thing that some form of it will probably just stay because it's also just sort of raised a little bit of awareness right. of, like, do I have materials that mm-hmm. just sort of feed... I guess I'll say a sensory need. Again, I always had the sand table and other yeah. sensory materials in the classroom, but this is a slightly different way to meet right. a sensory need. Well, I just always have those materials out. I think I think there's been a little bit of a shift to make sure that those things are always available mm-hmm. versus what Ross was saying, like, oh, you need this. So I, right. I I'm which perfectly, I, you know, I don't fault myself there for thinking that There are times for that, that too, way. yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, you can decide if you need this. 
Yeah. Does that? Does That's that... really interesting because you started out. It, it was just for the for kids to use during the circle time, so they would they would sit, right? Yeah. To, well, to help them be with us. <laughs> yeah. Some kids were them. some kids were having more focus. challenges, and and this was one to, the, the kids who wanted to be there but were having a hard time trying to come up with some tools that could support that. Yeah. And do you remember when the idea came? Let's just leave them out all the time. Like a couple days after, we just kind of really stocked up, and we bought some new ones to try in a couple days. After, like, what? Why is this? Why is this so special that it's just for this? So within a couple days, my colleague and I were like, "Why don't we just have them out all the time?" Yeah. And also kind of demystified. Yeah. You know, here's this really cool thing that comes out at this time that you don't actually get to play and explore. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like don't get to fully explore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we and and again that I feel like that's also just sort of put a little more emphasis on what other materials can we. Right. Pull out into the classroom. Again, going back to what Tom's talked about, just simple simple setups that you don't make everybody necessarily have to use, but if they want to try it, right. they can. I mean, as simple as somebody else was talking about kids who like to be in a really close space. So there was a teacher who gave the kids laundry baskets to just sort of like oh, yeah. snuggle into, you know, right, to, right. to feel a cozy little space. Um, Is it a one person or two person? Well, laundry I think bas- the laundry basket is a one person. We have a larger um, open clear bin mm-hmm. so it's a very safe choice for all those listening um mm-hmm. that we've let the kids you know just pile into right. once you raise your awareness of something yeah. you're like oh what other ways do they need to yep. take right. care of their bodies and some yeah. kids really like to be squished yeah tight spaces tight are spaces, really important. you know and, and really helps with self-regulation mm-hmm. you know you um and it really helps you giggle when you get in a tight space yes. mm-hmm. and you true. pile all the stuffed animals from the classroom in the tight space yep. with you, and then three yeah. kids come in with you, right. it really helps you giggle. I, I sometimes have that same feeling here in the studio. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes you get the, the church giggles and you're just like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Exactly. But, so, so I think you know it's also just when you open your mind to one area, as simple as having your fidgets out, you're like, well, what else right. am I doing? What else am I offering yeah. for yeah. their needs in their body that they can decide when they want to and when they mm-hmm. don't want to, and it's not, it's time for. Yeah, that also reminds me, this year for me, in the um, art area, yeah. we have this, like, I don't know what you call them, collage materials, yeah. like different drawers, oh. and one of them's pom-poms, yeah. and it's like, pom-poms never stay on the paper, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, usually kids will end up putting tape over yes. the pom-pom <laughs> just to keep it on the paper, because glue doesn't hold yes. it, no. But the pom-poms get used almost every day, and kids will, like, put them in ice mm-hmm. jars, or mm-hmm. plastic tubs, yeah. or... You know, all sorts of things, and then they'll use them. And I remember thinking, like, wow, they're never getting used in the art area. Should I move them into the pretend area, right. like, you know, with the dishes? And then I realized they always put them back in the art area. Like, they know where they go. Yep. And they kind of make sense because it's sort of like small, loose parts right. are in that area. Because the other thing they use a lot of are these felt pieces, and they're just like... We got scraps from some factory where they cut out the other stuff, so yep. it's all the odd-shaped yep. felt. Yeah. And they use it all the time. So today, before we could have pie, we had to eat the chocolate-covered meat, which was the pom-poms, and then the felt was, they just said the healthy food. They didn't say what it was. Here, you need some healthy food. They give me a bowl of felt. Um, You know, but there was that thing of, like, they still go in the art area, even though they get used everywhere except the art area for the actual play. Well, it's so satisfying to take those little things around the classroom. And if you watch what they kind of collect throughout their day, you know, they're the ones who kind of collect all their little things yep. and carry them around yeah. with them all day and mm-hmm. yeah the book loose parts that you can get from redleaf press would be one place to see some of these things mm-hmm. and then there's also the book 
Beautiful Stuff, I think it's called. Yeah, Beautiful Stuff, Learning with Bound Materials by Leila Gandini, uh, Kathy Weiss, Topol, and uh, from Davis Publications. There's something magic about just having that little kind of collection of yeah. stuff. And it can be something as saving the plastic, ta- like mini tabletop kind of pieces that go in pizza boxes. Right, yes. right. You know, yes. like just, there's yes. not part of it is having them. a bunch of them, right. of whatever yeah. your thing is. But, just, you know, to tie back to our... our general topic i think there i think you know we look so much at big body obviously that's what we focus the most on but there is something about just having little things in your hands too you know and doing things with your hands that is also satisfying to the body yeah so anyway so that's kind of there's a real connection between your small motor and your large motor Mm -hmm. well there's one guy who i can see his energy so he sits a group and he takes this particular noodle thing and he spins it around his hand as tight as he can, and then he lets it go, and then he tight, you know, he tightens it and tightens it, right. gives it much tension, and then he lets it go. Otherwise, if he didn't have that, he'd probably just kind of be sitting there. But watching him do this, I'm like, oh, you are vibrating with energy. Yeah. But I didn't know it until you got to kind of externalize it. Yeah. You yeah. know, does that make any sense? So yeah, it's kind of an yeah, interesting yeah. Mm-hmm. thing right, to watch yeah, that process as well. Yeah. So, so it's mean, interesting yeah. too that the small motor can show you the large motor, but what's inside yes, la- yes. In and, the and large motor. Yes, and the engine, if you will, the right? Engine, Isn't that a yep. term that we mm. use a lot? You know, how's your engine running and if you, how you're feeling calm or... or right. Yeah. You know, and I, I do kind of follow Jill Connell's idea that we don't really have to differentiate between small motor and large motor. But what I see with that is we can talk about self-regulation and those needs sometimes can be met with big in big body mm-hmm. ways, but sometimes it is more the way you mm-hmm. fidget just your hands and, mm-hmm. and things. So. Yeah. Um, but they're both, your body's always there. Yes. When you are trying to sit and listen, you still, you know, adults do it all the time. Adults just sit there taking notes that they'll never read again because it helps them pay attention. Right. Or they'll be drawing right. something completely different, you know, doodling, but that helps them pay attention. Right. And we know as adults that it helps them pay yeah. attention. An adult might feel self-conscious wrapping a little plastic noodle around their arm, but it's the same thing, yeah. you know? And so it's like, yeah. So it's been, yeah there's so that need. It's a simple thing, but it's just been a different way to tune into their bodies Mm -hmm. i guess is sort of my little my little experiment and again i give tom a lot of credit for always reminding people the opportunities need to be available for whenever they want them right and not the time that you set aside now you can jump like you can jump when you need to jump anyway so um i will wrap it up for here today thank you for indulging my sharing what's been going on in my room and talk to everybody on the next episode thanks joey Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.